there's a statement that one of the mashaykh made, one of the scholars made. I'm going to see if you understand its relevance here. He says that if you see anybody who's answering every question he's asked and articulating and conveying everything that he has witnessed and remembering everything that he uh, has learned about, then from that you can understand how much ignorance he has. I'll leave that to you to figure that out. We can have a discussion about that later. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een amma ba'd. Dear brothers and sisters, may Allah reward this author. We move on in our series of Ibn Ata'illah's Al-Hikam. The next one is 161, which is on page 107. This is what he says. Istishrafuk. Istishrafuk an ya'lam al-khalqu bi khususiyyatik. Dalilun ala adami sidqika fi ubudiyyatik. Istishrafuk an ya'lam al-khalqu bi khususiyyatika. This adds another dimension to what we were discussing last time as to what showing off is and how it's so subtle and it's so difficult to avoid. So here he's taking, uh, he's giving us another idea, another dimension. Again, I've benefited uh, from this, inshallah. He says, your desire that people know your particular distinction is a proof of insincerity in your servanthood. Think about that. If we have something special about us, we're very good at something, or we've acquired something, or we have a skill set, or we've achieved tawakkul, or we make sure we're very regular on worship, or we've developed a sense of contentment, or generosity, or whatever it is, and now we want people to know about it. So that's why he's saying, your desire that people know your particular distinction is a proof of insincerity in your servanthood. Now there are caveats here. Sometimes you need to uh, tell people because uh, you need to set something right. So those exceptional cases are exceptions, right? This is just, I want people to know so they respect me or they honor me more. Now, uh, so let's see how we can understand that better. So, إذا خصق الله إذا خصق الحق تعالى بخصوصية If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mashallah given you a specific characteristic or an excellence, a merit, a skill or some kind of religious achievement uh, for example, one of the praiseways that he's given you zuhud you just don't care about the world too much anymore. You use it for its utility only. You're not after your cars anymore as you used to be. You're not after clothing anymore as you used to be. You just get it, you know. You don't go after the latest phones and etc, etc. And mashallah, you know, like you're focused on the akhirah now. You'd rather be in the masjid. You'd rather be praying. You'd rather do some extra tasbih, etc. For example, a wara or scrupulousness and you're very careful about what you take with halal or haram and you're very careful about that Allah has given that before you never used to care now you do or tawakkul reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you're very satisfied with Allah's decreed you know before you used to always be 
stressed and aggravated, always under some kind of tension. But now it's like, whatever Allah wills, it's a wonderful place to be, right? You see, shaitan doesn't want us to achieve any of this. But when we do achieve it, then shaitan wants to mess it up. So then he says, okay, you need to let people know you've got this because then that's an achievement. So we want people to know our achievements, especially in this world we're in, where fame has taken on a whole new dimension, hasn't it? Through social media and so on. Oh, taslim, or that you're always submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it's so easy for us to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or you've developed a love for Allah, mahabba, a love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or you've developed a conviction in your heart so nothing now shakes your faith. You still always be confused about stuff. Why is this like this in Islam? And why is it like that in Islam? Why can't we do this? And why can't we do that? Discrimination, this, that and the other. Now it's like, no man, this is it. I've got that yaqeen and conviction. These are all very important things. Oh, ma'rifah. Oh, mashallah. You've recognized Allah. Like you know who Allah is now. Right? Uh, to a higher degree. Or, or maybe you've had a few miracles. You know, maybe you found money under your mattress. SubhanAllah. Uh, I don't know how often that happens. Allah usually works behind a veil. So you might not find money under your mattress, but somebody might give you a gift that you didn't expect. Right? For example, you might get a good deal in something you sell or something like that. Allah, Allah has multiple ways of doing things anyway. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's a karama, but if you want to think that's a karama or something else, just amazing happen. There's lots of things that can happen. Um, you were quite sure you're going to miss your flight and you didn't miss your flights. And you're suddenly saying that must be because I'm very pious. Multiple things like that. So you had some special things happen to you, whether that be... Um, whether that be something perceptible, people can see it, whether you can explain it, whether you can't explain it. Or if you move on from that, you manage to, before you never would come up with any kind of wise ideas, and now, mashallah, you're coming up with wisdoms. Uh, suddenly this door of wisdom has opened up for you, so now you're actually speaking with wisdom, and people are saying, wow, where did you come up that with? You know, your tweets are now much better, and your Facebook posts are better, and... That's just putting it on the whole social media thing. But you know what I mean? It's just that you're starting to speak a lot more sense and people are listening to you and you realize that have I become wise? Have I finally turned 40? Whatever it may be, whatever it may be, something that's happened. And then after that, once all of these things happen, remember now shaitan comes and he wants to mess it up so that you don't get the benefit of it. The full benefit of it. Then now you are wanting to show others you want other people to know this right now of course there could be exceptions to this where you want people to know so they could take it on purely for that sake very difficult to think of that without say, having any ego involved in that and you have this uh, eagerness and this hope that people know about this distinction of yours so that they'll mention it this is evidence and proof that you still have subtle showing off and ostentation in your hearts. Yeah, so you see, I got a, a, a question the other day. Somebody said that he had achieved one of these things where he was 
very satisfied with one aspect of Islam, but he says, why doesn't the other side come? He said, they're different things. You have to work on each individual thing. Yes, any achievement in Islam, you get in tawakkul, that's going to help you in other things. But you could have tawakkul, but you may still have riya. You may still want to show off with it. So we have to work on everything and first diagnose what the problem is. Could be multiple problems, right? So they all need to be sorted out. So anyway, he says that this is definitely evidence that there's still that subtle showing off and boasting inside you. And it's also proof that you don't have sincerity in your obedience and your servitude to Allah. Because servitude to Allah must be everything for Allah. I don't care about anybody else, whether they know or not. In fact, I'd rather they don't know. Because that just creates a challenge. Right? In fact, you're an absolute false, you know, you're, 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 you are a liar in that regard. Because if you were absolutely truthful in uh, your servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you would have sufficed that just Allah knows. As long as Allah knows that I've got tawakkul, that's enough for me. As long as He knows that I'm being careful, that's enough for me because that's what I'm doing it for, not for anyone else. And you're satisfied that he's watching you. That's all you need to be worried about. You don't care about anybody else. And that gives you independence of, concern, uh, of being concerned about anybody else, recognizing your favors to them or anything else. Very difficult place to be when you've really done a lot for someone. And then after that, they don't recognize it. It hurts. That is very, very difficult. The only antidote to that is to do it purely for the sake of Allah. And when you do it for the sake of Allah, then nothing can affect you anymore. Because then you don't care what the world throws at you because you're only worried about Allah. And Allah will never violate whatever He's promised. He'll never go against that. And He knows exactly the best way to do it. He doesn't make mistakes, whereas people do make mistakes, right? Falwajib, that's why it's necessary, right? In this path of spirituality that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mashallah specially selected a person to with a special merit with a special excellence katmuha to hide it to conceal it wajahduha to literally reject it like if somebody says hey mashallah you got a lot of tawakkul no 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 right wasitruha uh, and to veil it, except from your guide, except from the person that you've taken as a teacher to help you figure these things out and take you on a path, your teacher. Because, I mean, he needs to know what, what, so that if you think you got something, at least he can say whether he recognizes it or not, or whether it's just shaitan making you think you got tawakkul and you don't really have it. Right? Somebody gave me a really beautiful oud, which is a perfume the other day. It's from Vietnam. It's amazing. He gave me a lot of virtues for it. Has a lot of silage. It lasts for a long time. He said, calls me the next day. He said, have you tried it yet? So I had tried a bit of it, but I was very busy, so I didn't really get to try it. What I did was I put it on somebody else. I, somebody who I sat next to for a while, co-teacher, I, I applied some to him. And then, mashallah, I saw the benefit of it. Sometimes you can't see what's going on in your own self. It's much easier to see it on somebody else. That's why a lot of other people will see our faults and our silliness and our foolishness 
and our claims and all that stuff much more quicker than we can. It's just sometimes they're too polite to tell us sometimes. And the very straightforward ones, we don't like them. The straightforward ones who say it the way it is, we don't usually like those kind of people. So we try to avoid those kind of people or we don't take them seriously. It's a weird word we live in, but what do you do? Anyway, then he says, Fain adharaha. Now look, if you do reveal any excellence you think you have, right? If you do reveal it, like yourself, one is that it gets revealed. That's from Allah. That, you can't do anything about that. And if somebody praises you for something that you did not reveal, but Allah revealed it, then you can just thank Allah and say, may Allah give me sincerity in it. That's different. But if you revealed it, if a person reveals it, then you're in a great amount of danger. Because it could be multiple things now. Why did you reveal it for? Remember, there could be some exceptional cases of revealing these things just to maybe prove a point to somebody to, for an ulterior motive. You have to be very careful about those. Maybe you're doing it for a very particular... If Allah has given you a bounty, then uh, you should uh, sometimes reveal that. Be careful how you do it, right? Sometimes you do that. That's mostly in the case where, for example, if Allah has given you wealth and you act like a, a faqir to make people feel sorry for you so they give you things and they help you out, that's really messed up. Right? That, that's not right. To make people pity you because why would you want people to pity you? Right? For instance, وَقَدْ يَكُونُ تَبَجُّحًا in some cases, it could be a boast. So it could either be because you genuinely want people to know about Allah's karam and His blessings, but in other cases, it's actually you're bragging. That's why وَفِي الْكِتْمَانِ salama. There's just safety in hiding it, in veiling it. There's just safety in hiding it. La ilaha illallah. Now, I, I, I'm gonna. There's a statement that one of the mashaykh made, one of the scholars made. I'm gonna see if you understand its relevance here. He says that if you see anybody who's answering every question he's asked and articulating and conveying everything that he has witnessed and remembering everything that he uh, has learned about, then from that you can understand how much ignorance he has. I'll leave that to you to figure that out. We can have a discussion about that later. One of the shuyuki said that one of my, uh, one of my fellow students, whenever he, would be, uh, whenever he would be asked that, you know, you've been trying to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've been doing dhikr and all of these tasbihat, etc., etc., all of this spiritual effort you're making, what have you got from that? Give me some of your experiences. Now, you see that you could say, well, I want to encourage him. So again, this is personal. He says, وَمَا أَدْرَكْتُمْ وَمَا ذُكْتُمْ What have you achieved and what have you tasted? You know, what's been your experience? He would say, الْبَرْدُ وَالْجُورِ Cold and hunger. That's what I've experienced in this. Right? Now, you don't have to do that. But that's what he decided to do. Just to hide everything else. <coughs> And he says that their, their sheikh used to, really, used to really be impressed about that, that, okay, that's one way of him. He never used to say that to the sheikh, he's saying that to other people. Because that shows that you've got ikhlas, that you don't care about what people know, you don't want them to know, in fact. That's why it says that many of the, you know, these righteous people, they would try to be very, very simple and low-key and 
not try to show their extreme piety in public just so that it protects what's inside them purely and keeps it for the sake of Allah. They don't want it for the people, they want it for themselves. That's why they're saying that it's 70 times superior to have the goodness inside than to have it just outside. Because it's just a lot more valuable. There's a, there's a narration from Isa alayhi salam. Uh, there's a, well, let's put it this way, there's a statement attributed to him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, but it's interesting. It says, Whenever one of you fast, if you're going to fast out of Ramadan, right? You don't do this in Ramadan. This is just after Ramadan for Nawafil fast, for example. You should oil your beard and you should moisten your lips just so people don't find out you're fasting. That's the idea, right? When you go out to the people to show that you're not fasting, right? Whenever you give anything to somebody, give you with your right hand, just like the Prophet ﷺ said, so that your left hand does not know. Which is a really extreme statement just to show that you need to give in a way that you've forgotten afterwards. So your left hand, I mean your left hand is going to know because your mind controls both, obviously. I don't know if anybody physically can do that. Right? Whenever one of you prays, then make sure you put a cover on your door. I mean nowadays just close your door, make sure you don't, your door isn't open. Right? Don't do it in public places. Because if you really want praise, Allah is just like you believe, and everybody believes this, that your rizq, your, your sustenance is distributed by Allah, right? يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءَ That's Allah, right? In the same way, Allah also يُقَسِّمُ thana. The praise of a person is also distributed by Allah. Yes, you can go and put yourself out there on... <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and threads and Twitter and everything new that comes out and pay for promotion and you know all the rest of it you'll get somewhere with that but that's not the praise that is praiseworthy that praise is not praiseworthy in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now I'll tell you about an int- interesting thing you know Sheikh Zakaria rahimahullah uh, he this, uh, there's a, a scholar who was a mufti he came to him to learn dhikr and so on right and then Sheikh Zakaria also considered him worthy and gave him what they call khilafah, that, okay, you can actually help others. He is from the northwest province of Pakistan, right? He went there and disappeared. He's like five, six, seven hours away from Islamabad. So he's in the middle of nowhere in some village. Nobody knew him. He came and, mashallah, got this kind of, you know, uh, studied and got this achievement, ma'rif or whatever it was, and he disappeared. Uh, another one of his... Uh, Another, another one of the students of Shaykh Zakaria went looking for him, found him, and then told everybody about him that, you know, this, this man, this Maulana, this Mufti Sahib, he's actually really connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He got very angry. Until now, nobody knew him or about him. He got very angry. But then after that, this is just Allah wanted it to be. Now, I've seen pictures of this place. His place in Medina, uh, sorry, in in wherever that place is, in the middle of nowhere, it takes five, six hours or so from the big city, is packed with so many people coming to benefit from him. And he did not want any of that. And there's the rest of us who want something before we've even got anything to prove. We want a shooter. We want a satellite in the sky, a star, uh, you know. 
can't have a real star, then you should have a satellite hub. Right? There's a number of scholars like that. There's a number of great people like that who wanted to just stay low, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened it up for them. Sheikh Abu Abdullah al-Qurashi, he says, anybody who's not content and satisfied in his actions and his statements, that just Allah is seeing him and hearing him, like if that's not enough for him, then riya and showing off will inevitably come to him because you're leaving that door open. What else is riya except that other people know? Uh, another statement, مَا أَخْلَصَ عَبْدٌ قَدْتُ إِلَّا أَحَبَّ أَنْ يَكُونَ فِي جُبٍ لَا يُعْرَفْ that, That's a difficult one. He said that there's nobody who can get full ikhlas and sincerity except the one who just wants to be in a, in a pit, unknown. Not literally, but you'd rather just be in a pit that nobody knows me now again, there could be reasons for being known, right? But you just have to make sure your ego doesn't come into that. That's why he's saying that if you want to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to have to make this sacrifice. Showing off is one of the biggest pitfalls on the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it'll just consume everything. Only... Now, you might say that there are some mashayikh and, you know, uh, they're, they're, everybody recognizes them as people of Allah, accomplished. And they will, mention their, uh, they will mention their accomplishments. Why is that right? How, if this is so strict, why are they doing that? So, he's saying that you can do that, or Allah will make you do that, or allow you to do that once you've purified yourself in such a way that everything is for Allah. So when you do do it, there's going to be no ego in it. You know, when I've been saying that it could be exceptional cases to that, that's when there's no more ego. When you do say it, it's to encourage somebody or to show somebody how it's achieved or for another purpose like that. You're doing it for the sake of Allah in that case, but that's very, very difficult to do unless you've really got Tawheed. Only once you've established full Tawheed in your life, every aspect of Tawheed where everything is Allah and nothing else, Purely every worship of yours, Lord, every aspect of Tawheed, only then will you be able to achieve that, which is quite an achievement. That's when you got full Ubudiyah. When you got full Tawheed, then you can have full Ubudiyah. Ubudiyah means full servitude, otherwise, you can't have it. Full Ubudiyah has to go with full Tawheed, otherwise, you can't get They're, they're both concomitant with one another. Uh, one of the Salaf, they used to wake up in the morning and say, they used to say, at night time, I did this many rak'ats. I don't know how many, but he said, I did this many rak'ats. This is how much Quran I read. So somebody who said, aren't you fearful of riyah? Like, what's your problem? Why do you keep saying this stuff? So he would say, What's your problem? How can I show off with somebody else's action? Basically, he's trying to say that, like he's just so beyond his ego that he doesn't even see that as his action. He's just like, Allah gave me this tawfiq to do it. But let's not try that. The conclusion of all of this is very simple, that anybody who finally manages to get beyond their own nafs and beyond their own self and it's all about Allah afterwards, and they have gained that witnessing of their Lord in the sense that you know, they, they experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're thinking about Him all the time. Then of course, then we can't criticize that kind of a person and well, Allah will not criticize that kind of person because they're doing it for the most sincere reasons. Now, there are three categories of people essentially. This, 
من أحب الخفاء فهو عبد الخفاء whoever wants to be hidden then he is the slave of being hidden right ومن أحب الظهور فهو عبد الظهور and anybody who wants to be known then he is the slave of being known a slave of fame both of those are not good positions to be you don't want to be hidden for the sake of being hidden. You want to do it for the Allah. So that's why then he says, وَمَنْ لَمْ يُرِدْ غَيْرَ مَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِهِ فَهُوَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ حَقًّا And the one who doesn't want anything but what Allah wants, where he's like, oh Allah, I just want you to do for me whatever it is and I'm willing to do whatever it is that you want to do, then he is the true servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how Shaykh Abdullah Ganguhi summarizes it in English. He says, Truth in the state of worship, truth in your worship is the diversion of the gaze from all things except Allah. Like purely my worship is for Allah. The attention of the servant should turn solely to Allah Most High. If the servant possesses this, then he is true to his servitude. If he desires people to become informed of his pious acts and his special spiritual conditions, and he adopts various methods for publicizing these, then he should know that he is not sincere. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us sincerity. It is so elusive, it is so difficult because shaitan really doesn't want us. Once a person gains sincerity, he's, he's got servitude. You know, you're fully sincere. You've got most, a lot of servitude. That's why shaitan is going to always try to create problems. For those people who are naturally low-key, and they just don't like limelight, it's easier for them. It's just easier for them. They have other challenges. And those of us who like a bit of limelight, who like to be heard and seen, it's just more difficult for us. But Allah, Allah can give it to everybody. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this tawfiq. اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام الله يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا هنان يا منان يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا غفار يا فتاح يا ستار يا حفيظ يا سلام يا لطيف يا الله have mercy on us يا الله accept us يا الله purify us يا الله purify us and forgive us we ask you for your special grace we ask you for your special mercy we ask you for your generosity we ask you for your rahma we ask you for your benevolence we ask you for your kindness oh Allah we are nothing without your kindness oh Allah we are nothing without your attention oh Allah you have given us so much more than so many others in this world oh Allah do not make us of the ungrateful ones do not make us of the ungrateful ones oh Allah we ask that you Make us of the shakirin, of those who thank you and who are grateful. And O oh Allah, of those who do not use the resources that you have given us against you. You do not allow us, O oh Allah, to use the resources to become a burden for us. O oh Allah, we ask you to protect us from all forms of fitna and trials that are out there. All the challenges, all the distractions. And all of the means of removing any sincerity that we may have. O oh Allah, give us the ability to become close to you, to remember you, to love you, and O oh Allah, to be on the way of your messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O oh Allah, we ask you forgiveness from those sins that have now become part of our life and we do not consider them sins anymore. O oh Allah, we ask you protection from those sins that bring depression in our lives, that bring difficulties in our life that turn people against one another, that turn hearts against one another, that 
take parents away from their children and, and children away from their parents. Oh Allah, we ask you protection from those sins that take the blessing out of our life. Oh Allah, that take happiness out of our life. Oh Allah, we ask that you make our life full of taqwa and full of sincerity and full of tawakkul and full of zuhud and full of wara. Satisfy us with what is halal so we don't have to look at the haram. Oh Allah, satisfy us with the halal away from the haram. Oh Allah, oh Allah, make us of those who remember you frequently who remember you frequently, who are always remembering you and standing and sitting and lying down. Oh Allah, make this easy for us. Grab us by the forelocks and enter us into paradise. Oh Allah, we get up in the morning with good intentions. Oh Allah, we have good intentions in the evening, but by the morning we have lost. Oh Allah, we get up with good intentions, but we've fallen by the end of the day. Oh Allah, this shaitan, give us a shield from him. We've seen in this world when... There's children who are learning to walk and then they get tired of walking. The parents will pick them up. Oh Allah, we're tired of fighting against the shaitan. We need your assistance. And our nafs, we need your assistance. Remove this ego from our hearts. And oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask that you make us of the muqeemeen as salah and our descendants until the day of judgment. Oh Allah, keep this iman and tawheed and sunnah in all of our descendants until the day of judgment. O oh Allah, keep us firm in our faith. O oh Allah, keep us firm in our faith. O oh Allah, these projects that we have to establish these masajid and the expansion of these masajid, all these projects, O oh Allah, allow them to be completed as soon as possible. Remove the obstacles. And O oh Allah, all of these difficulties we may be facing in our life or challenges, O oh Allah, remove them. O oh Allah, grant us and make us, the, oh Allah, make us the way you want us to be. Grant us the karima la ilaha illallah on our deathbed. Reward all of those who've taught us whatever we have learnt uh, to be on your faith. Reward everybody until up to the Prophet. ﷺ. Gather us with the righteous people on the Day of Judgment in your shade. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wassalamun al mursaleena walhamdulillahi rabbil The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will 
have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.